Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Ain't never gonna be the same. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Hey, man. Hey, Hope, Hope is up, here. Man? Thanks hey. for helping us out today, Thanks, Hope. Hope. Yes. You're a real trooper. Aren't Thanks. you hungry? Are you? What's going on? Oh, yeah. Did you Tell get a sandwich? I, I have a smoothie I I'm, work, I'm working on. Okay. Um, now, a smoothie. You've been in the building since probably like five in the morning. What's the state of this smoothie? It's like it's, room temp it's, now. It's Yeah, it's not as cold. It might be separating a little bit. Oh, but. this is when, you know, smoothies are tough to get right. And I don't know if I just last week was drinking a smoothie, talking to my wife, drinking it straight from the cup, and then I just had a full spinach leaf that had didn't <laughs> avoided the blade wow. entirely. It was just in there, and I felt like a deer as I was talking to her. <laughs> yeah, it's yucky when it starts to separate. Yeah. Hope. Yeah. Well, it's what I got for now. I so. could go run down and get you something. Oh, yeah, really? Get you yeah, a breakfast I can sandwich. Yeah, during the commercial break. It's uh, a, I think it's pizza today. It's a it's a breakfast piece oh. of pizza. Wow. What are they just? Do? Wait, what? It's a it's a skinny. <laughs> Piece of breakfast pizza. So it's just a hangover edition at the cafeteria today. You just grab some pizza, man. We should still have some leftover. That is correct. Start the weekend early. What's in your smoothie? Um, There is almond milk, some protein powder, and a mixed berry, frozen berries. So very simple. Oh, that sounds yeah. good. A lot of people. It's always interesting to find out what are people putting in their smoothies. What are people putting in their smoothies? Uh, my God. I don't know why. The other day, longtime listeners of the show might remember we played a uh, clip, oh goodness, last week of Phil Donahue berating poor Bob Ross on his show, <laughs> where he said, just admit that none of your works will ever hang in a museum. Bob! Bob! So I'm in the car, Donna, and I, I'm in the car by myself, and I'm just going, Bob! <laughs> And Phil Donahue, if you used to watch that Say show, he's, he's just like, his body is, he's starting to kneel down, he's dipping one shoulder to the side, it's like he's squeezing it up. Bob! Poor Bob Ross! Just I wanted to show the paint. By the way, he and his wife are, um, whatchamacallit? They wrote a marriage book. You got it, buddy. You I know. I know, because someone Marlo told Thomas. me about it last night. Yeah, they were doing, because uh, uh, this was featured on CBS Sunday Morning, and they're doing it on couples and their marriages and oh. how their marriages work. I can't remember what it's, it's called. It's called What Makes a Marriage Last. There you go. 40 celebrated couples share with us the secrets to a happy life. Just admit nothing you've done will ever hang in a museum. Bob! Bob. <laughs> 
can add that to our uh, our library of yes. I need just the <laughs> stupid <bah>! things. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, oh my man, how's the grass, man? Donna, thank you for asking. Our national nightmare is now over. Stevie Boy, Stevie Boy has grass. Friends? Bob, Bob, <laughs> just admit that nothing you. <laughs> We have uh, we have lived in a in a house that has just had some form of dirt or rock in the yard for uh, eight months since December ninth. Some people wait a year or two before putting their grass in. Yeah, let me tell you though, it's worse when you have kids because they then just go. Th- Here are the ways that it's not great. They go through, they get dirty, they come into your house. It's impossible for them to not look like pig pen at the end of the day. Now we want them to go out, enjoy, have an old school summer. But we wanted them to do that in grass as opposed to just dirt. Anytime it rains, guess what? Mud pit. Just total mud everywhere. The amount of, I think I've thrown a pair of, shoe, a pair of shoes away. I've had to spray off multiple pairs of shoes because you sink. You actually get, it's not like a little bit of mud. It's, and now you're ankle deep in mud because gotcha. you were trying to water a plant or a tree or something like that. I got, I get home last night. And the sod guys had just started going. I was their last gig of the day. And man, they these these sod installers, if you've ever seen them, they're a team of about, I don't know, 10 people. And they haul. These guys, God bless them. I was like, thank you guys so much for this work, especially at the end of the day. Their faces were essentially covered in soil. Now, I'm not, it was crazy. It was like they were... Like it was, they were playing war or something like that as kids. They had dirt all over their faces. And it was really something to watch them go. Then I had to figure out my sprinklers. I got the sprinkler guy coming today right when we get off the air. He'll be I, here at 12. I, I never turn my own sprinklers on or or blow them out. I always just have somebody come and do it for me. Yes. I uh, Well, I've, we've never had irrigation before. And so, uh, so we were able to get it running, but last night we were struggling and you're supposed to water it right after the sod goes down. Mm-hmm. And we had a, a bit of a, um, there was a language barrier between me and the guy who was trying to get the sprinkler to go on. And we were trying to help each other out, but we were struggling. They finally get it on. But, um, there's a guy who's coming out today to teach me how it works and how to actually set it. So it runs. Ugh. The watering is critical, Donna. The I know, but Steve, remember what cities have ordinances. Oh, well, they can fly a kite. I've got sod. I you're waited not, eight months. You, I'll see them in court. You're not supposed to water every day. You're supposed to do every other. I think they do like odd days or even days in different cities. This can't be true when you have new sod. It has to be watered every day for the first two weeks. I bet there's, I bet, I bet, I bet there's a clause. Okay. If you think there is, then you trust your gut. You know what? You're going to be, you're going to be one of those looky-loos who's in, you're, you're right a Karen. You're going to be a looky-loo. You're going to be in the courtroom when I am there. You don't even need to be there, but you're just like, I had nothing else going on today. And you're just watching the court proceedings. Would you just get off my lawn? Oh, oh. man. You're going to be that guy. All right. No, I have I'm... something for you. How was your night last night? It was good. Okay. Okay. Could you please with this? Hold on. Wait for it. Steve does not like to be alone without his family. So, <laughs> kick it! <laughs> That's what I sent to him yesterday. <laughs> What's his song called? Lonely. It's called I mean, Lonely this, is the Night by Billy was... Squire. 
And then she sends it to me and says, this is you tonight. And, and then I, I didn't even know when I pushed it. I was like, what is this? And then I hear it and I'm like, okay, what are you doing? It just says you. To me. Tonight. You tonight. Yeah. Good luck, sad clown. Oh. So, you know, oh. I, and well, I started to try to get through some projects. The, the, the yard thing was the situation. Then I tried to get through some projects last night because I have a big project list that I am trying to tackle while Lou is out of town. You know what I encountered again? I know we only have a minute. You know what Spiders. I encountered again? No, I'm trying to uh, hang ants. things. I get things measured. I'm ready to center everything. And I go to pound my first nail of the night into the wall. And then what happens? And then I get that thing where the nail bounces back. I hit into a, 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 a duct, one of those uh, silver duct things, duct work inside oh. of your walls. I've never, in, in all the houses I've ever lived in, in everything I've ever hung, I've only encountered this here. And I, so I, I, I had to stop. And I can't, I I can't go through this job. journey with you again. You have to. I can't. You must. I can't go through it alone. Hey, wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. So Donna sends me that. I'm doing projects. She's checking in on me. What are you watching? You should watch this. What are you watching? All of this kind of <laughs> stuff. making sure my buddy's okay. And it was really, really great. And then I turn on, I sit down, and I'm like, I'm going to watch a little Penn and Teller fool us. Ugh. It's magic. Donna and Don hate magic. And then I find this guy with blonde hair down to his clavicles, and he is so overdoing it. And I thought, oh, Donna and Don would just hate this guy. So I sent you a text that said, found a new potential love interest for Donna. Here's how this guy sounded. I will balance my entire body on the tip of a sword. Oh, Diane. Hang on. Wait. Then you're... I will balance my entire body on the tip of a sword. A feat that requires total concentration. If I lose focus, I lose my life. Oh, yeah, man, that's your guy, Donna. Um, no. What? Really what dramatic. If I yeah. lose concentration, I lose, I lose my life. And he t- dramatically, slowly turned his head to the camera and said, I lose my life. <laughs> Guess what? He lost concentration. He gets impaled by the sword. And then he comes back out with the sword sticking straight through his stomach. Whatever. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not yeah, kidding. Okay, there. No, that was the, that was part of the magic. Clyde. Trick. We gotta go. All right, we gotta you, go. But when we come back, you got some stuff. I got some stuff. It's things that make you go, huh? Uh, how about this? There is one particular joke that cost the show The Office sixty thousand dollars. They didn't realize until they had already done the joke. I'll tell you what it is. We'll listen to it when we return on Donna and Steve. Hey, good morning and welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071 everything entertainment hey Steve oh hey Donna how you feeling are you the way that you are we love you (laughs) um I'm feeling really good thanks okay good to know thanks (laughs) for the insult So, uh, Jenna Fisher, who played Pam on The Office, she and Angela Kinsey, who played Angela on The Office, they have an Office Ladies podcast, mm-hmm. and they tell all of these behind-the-scenes stories of different episodes of The Office, and I think the general format is they'll pick an episode, they'll kind of do a deep dive on it, maybe talk with someone who was pivotal in that episode and creating that episode. So, uh, they were talking to one of their writers on a recent episode, and there was... The writer explained that there was a joke that she wrote on the show that, come to find out, cost producers $60,000. No. No kidding. So the what happened was Michael Scott on the show had long had a uh, on-again, off-again relationship with his boss, Jan. And he finally, they, they made a little progress, and then he booked 
a trip for them, a surprise getaway to a, to a sandals resort in Jamaica. And she was like, oh, I think he should sing this song. This will be a funny part of the joke. They go, they shoot it all as well. They're mixing final audio. And somebody turns and says, hey, you know that that cost $60,000 for the studio? And she was like, oh, what? Oh, my gosh. And she had no idea because he sang lyrics from an Eddie Money song. Here he is oh. bragging about the the secret getaway that Michael Scott was going to have with his love interest, Jan, on The Office. Two tickets to paradise. <laughs> Pack your bags. We're leaving day after tomorrow. Um, taking her to Sandals, Jamaica. All inclusive. All inclusive. You know what that means. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so just him singing two tickets to paradise. $60,000 for the rights to that. And she didn't know. She's just writing a joke. And it'd be like, oh, that's funny to sing. He's got two tickets for them. So this is what so, he would do. Okay, here's a question. Uh-huh. Every time we uh, sing some, you know, like Chad Kroger or some. <laughs> Creed? You think I'm going to be taking the stand and Scott Stapp's going to be the uh, the plaintiff? Yeah. Well, here's why I think it's different. Okay. I think that as Hubbard Broadcasting, we have purchased royalty rights, licensing rights to music. I believe that there's sort of a blank. Like an ASCAP or something. What? ASCAP? What are you saying? What's the word? It's it's ASCAP. Okay. You got to be careful there, bud. You know? You know, like BMI, ASCAP. Okay. ASCAP sounds like something you would call someone you're frustrated (laughs) with. Like, yeah, then my roommate. This ASCAP. Uh, ASCAP. No, it's a, uh, what do you call it when each letter stands for something? It's an acronym. It's an acronym. It's songwriters, <laughs> composers, fun. music publishers. And we and we buy into that and in 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 right. return we get rights to play. Yeah, no, I don't think we're costing the station thousands. God, I hope not. Uh founded by Irving Berlin. Oh and the... Victor Herp. Herp. Louis Hirsch. Herp. Herp. Mm-hmm. The American you know the... Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers. Thank you. <laughs> Do I know what? Irving Berlin wrote what famous Christmas song? Um, White Christmas? You're D right, he did. I know things. That's something. Yeah, it's fun. All right, I got a bunch of other ones. Get this. Let's stay in the, the theme of that was around one of their holiday episodes on The Office, which were always so funny. White Elephant. You've been involved in a White Elephant gift exchange before. I think so. How did it get the name White Elephant? Um, maybe because somebody gave a white ceramic elephant as a gift. Okay, that's a pretty good guess. Thank totally you. wrong. Oh. <laughs> White elephant gifts got their name from an old practice by kings in Asia, where if they were upset with a subject, they would give them a rare albino elephant, which was both expensive and very difficult to maintain. So you're trying to screw huh. the other person. That's the point of Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The white elephant, right? It's like, oh, Jim, he opened a box, inside it's another box, oh, inside it's another box, what's inside that box? Coal. You know, it's sticking yeah. it to the person. But they used to really actually give a white albino elephant to a subject. I think that's cool. I don't know. It might feel cool initially, but then when you start tending to this thing that needs a real expert level of maintenance. You're right. Oh, what do you want me to do? You're right, Steve. Could this be true? Yes. I didn't look it up afterward. I just read the line and treated it as fact. It reads, happy hours have been banned in Ireland since 2003. Wow. What? Why? You know, maybe maybe they realize, it's Ireland. Guys, I'm Irish. Maybe they It's were just always like, happy hours. It's happy days now. We're just doing happy days. We're all good. We don't need the hour. I think you should have done a little research on why that is. Oh, okay. Wow. Hey, guys, did everybody else get the syllabus from the professor over here? Sheesh. I'll now tell you this about uh, six American cities that you didn't know have volcanoes within their city limits. Now, let's just throw Honolulu's one of them. That's the only one that you would guess. Within these city limits, there is a volcano. Portland, Oregon. Hmm. Bend, Oregon. Jackson, Mississippi. I always have trouble spelling that. Shut up. Come on, take the bait. Take the bait, you carp. I want to. M-I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I. Crooked letter, crooked letter, I. Humpback, humpback, I. (laughs) Thank you. Also, Honolulu, aforementioned, Prescott Valley, Arizona, has a volcano within its city limits. And also, surprisingly, Austin, Texas. There's a volcano in no Austin, way. Texas. You're kidding. No. That's neat. Crazy. Austin is where South by Southwest Festival is, right? That is correct. Nice. Austin City Limits. It's really pretty. There's like rolling hills, mm. beautiful lakes. You know I, what I've heard people saying recently? That's I saw two people. Um, two people who recently went to South Dakota. Uh, ben Lieber, who we know and love. Oh, I didn't know that. And Dave Schwartz from Care 11, love who Dave. we know and love. Yep. They both have recently posted pictures of a trip to South Dakota. And as I've looked at their pictures, and Dave Schwartz said something to this effect too, like, oh my gosh, South Dakota, so underrated. Beautiful. It's so beautiful. People are there. saying it's one of the prettiest places in the whole country. I, it's, wow. It's You're those, going there, right? I'm going. I'm going in a few weeks. That's really exciting. What yes. will your accommodations be? Are you going to camp? Um, I think I'm going to stay at a working ranch for oh, yes. a night in the Badlands. That. So that's going to be cool. And then who knows? Who knows, Steve? That's exciting. Good My arms are wide open. Uh, we don't All right. When we come back on the Donna and Steve show, um, let's talk um, our bachelor, our bachelorette, our girl, Becca. News. Not looking good. Tell you about her relationship when we come right back on My Talk 1071. Welcome back. What up? What up, guys? Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. 
Well, this is sad. I haven't really been following the Becca and Garrett saga. I have very distantly followed it myself. So, two Becca, of course, our Becca Minnesota Kufrin. girl. Yeah, yep, from the Bachelorette season fourteen. Good, good, Steve. <laughs> wow, I'm impressed. Thank you. Um, apparently, two years after falling in love, sources are telling E News that the couple's engagement is off. Hmm. Oh, no. Um, there were some rumors recently after Becca revealed Garrett's social media support for the Thin Blue Line, a pro-police slogan associated mm-hmm. with Blue Lives Matter, that movement. Right. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yep. Had caused a rift in their relationship. Hmm. I guess he posted some stuff and she thought it was tone deaf. Um, their lifestyles don't mesh anymore. They want different things. I know they moved to California last year, but they're supposedly living separately. He's in the wilderness backpacking with buddies and um, taking time for himself, and they're just trying to keep it low-key right now. Hmm. Still trying to figure out how to consciously uncouple. Oh, geez. Sad, right? That is sad. I wonder wonder if there's any... Any hope where they no. maybe have time apart and then they bounce back together? Mm. I don't think so. Hmm. Although she is, you know, she's saying he's a good person. Uh, you know, he's he did, didn't mean anything negative um, with his post. She said, I don't think it was malicious. I just thought it was tone deaf and the wrong time and message and sentiment. Isn't that interesting how you can, like, be in love with someone and then just be so completely... Um, at odds with your yeah. belief system. Well, and th- I guess that that can be difficult too. If you, if the person that you're with, you are, you see something, any hot topic issue, if you see it decidedly different from the other person, I mean, you can then find yourself in an intense conversation, to put it lightly. And when you when you find out the person that you love has such a different take on something that matters to you and it matters to them in a different way um i think can't that sort of add a little kerosene to some of the other smaller fires that are burning that otherwise would feel manageable but then you're like well geez we feel so distant on this topic right that it can almost um unintentionally magnify these other things that in reality aren't as big some of the other smaller yes exactly steve and that can be difficult to to uh to navigate through. I concur. But there's got to be there's got to be more to the story. Oh, I think so too. You know, I mean, it feels like that could have been more of a straw that broke the camel's back as opposed to the full thing. Correct. Like it's not just that. Right. Right. I hear you, Steve. I you hear me. There. All right, so from that whole thing to this whole thing. Oh no. <sighs> Another Ellen story. Yes. Buckle your chin straps, everyone. I I am feeling a little stressed when it comes to Ellen. Like, I feel like she is so under fire right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's got to be feeling very bad about herself right now. And I don't I don't want anyone to feel bad. I just I really do want to hear from her. People are coming out of the woodwork to pile on. Um, The latest is a man who claims that Ellen bullied him when he was 11 years old by calling him fat and stupid Um, And she took pleasure in his distress. So the story is that 
this guy, his name is Ben Gravelet. He says that Ellen worked for his mom's recruiting agency when she was about 20 years old. And he says that I would dread going to the office to see her after school or on a day if she he had to stay home because he was sick. And then Ellen would be there and she would criticize his clothes. He's like, I was just a little boy. You know, I'm not I'm how old did he say he was? 11. Yeah, 11. Yeah. And, and she, was she was 20. Around 20. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like seeing, like, here's this grown woman who took pleasure in seeing me visibly upset. And he said, I don't think there's any excuse for it. I was a defenseless kid. What could have I had told her back? He's like, he's, you know, you see things on the playground and things like that, but he had never been the recipient of these kinds of remarks from a grown up. Um, We have a clip of him talking about it. Hmm, Um, So this is uh, Ben Gravelet on Ellen. I think the things that caught me most is, you know, being a child and being heavy, being overweight, you're always conscious of that, right? I mean, you get made fun of in school, you get made fun of other places. This was the first time I'd ever had someone who, in my eyes, was an adult do that to me. And I think that's one of the reasons it stuck with me for so, so many years. It was quite hurtful. At that age, it had an impact. You know, there's an old thing that people say, you know, hey, um, you can't do that. And people go, okay, well, I'm going to persevere through and I'm going to do it anyway. Well, you tell me you can't do that. I go, okay, <laughs> I won't do it. And I'm sure that that's not the sole reason and the sole incident from childhood that's done that. But it, it definitely had an effect on how I look at people. Huh. I have mixed feelings about this. I have mixed feelings as well. It's um, 41 years ago. I, I hope I'm not going to be held accountable for things I did 41 years ago. Well, right. And think uh, any of us could be. That's that's why you have to be careful when, whenever there, whenever there's something like this that that bubbles up, I think it's important to look at like what that current thing is, whatever the current thing is, which happens to be the workplace environment on Ellen's set. Um, it doesn't now that I'm not discrediting or disregarding anything that could be contextual in other parts of her life that might give you give credence to allegations from what's happening in the workplace, but in the same way. I have said horrible things to people, and I think everybody has. Believe and once me, everybody I says, know. <laughs> I have them documented on the air. Um, but I mean, I have said unkind, mean-spirited things to people, and it's and if you dig, th- if we could all dig stuff up from everybody's past and just try to cancel each other out, and none of us will be left right. standing. Um, it's so I get I, I get what he's saying, but. There's, I don't know, is there a statute of limitations here in regards to what can be adding fuel to the fire well, around Ellen? Is this relevant? Is, here's, I, guess the question. I bet somebody reached out to him. Yeah. But here's what I'm sure that somewhere in Ellen's um, self-esteem or lack thereof, I think that that might be what fueled that kind of behavior towards someone else because she was going through a tough time. Mm-hmm. You know, she was probably she had not come out of the closet at that time. She so probably hurt people hurt people kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, let's let's be careful with 11 year olds, you know, and, and I feel like this guy's probably taking a look back or taking an inventory on his life and why he is the way he is, I think Ellen probably grew since then. Right. Well, yeah, to be clear, 
if that is true, that doesn't excuse what Ellen said to him or how she treated right. this guy. I'm saying that can stand sort of on its own. I just don't know. You know, I'm thinking law and order here. Would would one of the, the defendant attorneys just be like, irrelevant? I object. Right. You know, it's kind of... I, 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 I again, I feel mixed on that. I do too. I um, feel mixed. I want to. I, I want to play another clip of this guy talking about Ellen uh, as Neem, um Dory. Oh, yeah, Dory. This is interesting. Yeah. I can tell you when when um, the Nemo movie came out, I took my children to it, not realizing that she was the voice of one of the fish. And when I heard her voice on the screen, I was traumatized. I was like, "Oh my God! How could Disney have hired this person to do this children's movie?" You know, I, I, I just. I don't know. I, I just, it even to the point that my children wanted to do the Nemo ride at Disney. And I was like, yeah, have fun. Go on your own. I'm not, I'm not going through that. Wow. Okay. Now, I mean, like, okay, all right, on. calm down, dude. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> when, when he went and saw Nemo, none of these allegations about Ellen were out. And the reason I bring that up is if you still have the thought because she, you know, bullied you or used, you know, was fat shaming you, whatever. If you still have the thought, having seen the rest of her body of work and how she has lived her life and the public portrayal of kindness and celebrating people and all that, and still thought, how could they hire her because she mistreated me at one right, point in my life? Right, right, right. That feels a little, a little um, self-involved in that moment. You know what I mean? Because then you're saying, I don't care about the rest of the good she did. She didn't treat me good when I was 11 and damn it, she shouldn't have that movie. Well, I think... Despite all the other things that she had done. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Is it only perfect people then get the movie? Is that is right. that the thing? Right. What I, are you, why are you trying to irritate me? I don't know. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I tell you something really quick? Sure. Unrelated? Yeah. I'll do, I'll do this in less than two minutes. My kids are on a campground trip right now. Started yesterday. Cousincation is what my sister is calling it. They go to a local campground tent situation, the whole thing. I guess within the first hour of them being there, six kids, okay, under the age of 13, they hear blood-curdling screams is how they describe it, coming from the woods. Turns out my nephew um, had, they had, kids had unknowingly gone near a beehive. Oh, no. My my uh, eight-year-old nephew gets stung six times. Oh, my buddy. My five-year-old daughter gets stung two times. My brother-in-law, Dave, who goes in to help the kids and finds, like, bees on his son's shirt. Like, there are still bees on him. Uh, he gets stung three times in the process. Cruz, my nephew, has to go to urgent care. Has to get monitored for an hour to make sure he's not having a reaction. Oh, no. They have to pour water on Lila to get the bees off of her and to make sure that there's no bees under her shirt or anything like that. Total havoc at the beginning of their first ever campground experience. Then there was the threat of thunderstorms overnight, which, by the way, isn't good if you're in a tenting situation. And you're afraid to leave your kids with me? <laughs> I mean, hello, objection. <laughs> I object. <laughs> anyway, they somehow rebounded. I, there were kids who were like, maybe we just want to go home. Other kids who were like, no, we need to stay, blah, blah, blah. They all powered through. They ordered a pizza that you can get delivered to this campground. Dave, my brother-in-law, said to the delivery guy, listen, if you want a really big tip, here's how you get it. You stop at Target and you get us some sort of sting, ease, pain ointment. The guy did it. He Venmoed him money when he got there, gave him a big tip on top of it. And uh, the kids... 
slept there and apparently loved it. And we're all in circle uh, in a circle with camp chairs this morning playing morning catchphrase. And what a story that they will never forget. The attack of the bees on day one of their cousin, Cation. Oh, my God. I can't believe you leave your kids with your sister. <laughs> she can't be trusted. No, she can't. She, she said she didn't sleep at all last night. We wonder if they will ever go swimming again or uh, camping again. Oh, my gosh. They will. They'll be fine. They'll just stay away from bees now. Every time they see a bee, they're going to be like, ah! I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I know. Yeah. A little scar tissue. Yeah. Mm. Scar tissue. That's good. When we come back, uh, if you see something, we want you to say something. I got to tell you about this Groomzilla. No, they don't exist. Yeah, they do. It's only Bridezillas. It's not true. I'll tell you about that guy and also a doll, a troll's doll to be specific, that Hasbro had to pull off the shelves. I'll tell mm-hmm. you why when we come right back on My Talk 1071. We're back. Avi, Donna, and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Doing okay there, Steve Doing really good. Yep, really good. Got a protein bar during the break. Went to the restroom. I'm ready for this segment, man. All right, let's do it. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. No longer do we live in a world with only bridezillas. When did this change? Recently. We finally have a groomzilla standing up for high-maintenance men everywhere. He's 29 years old. He put up a post in Reddit's Am I the Bleephole section earlier this week. Oh, <laughs> it's a section on It's a Reddit. section, yep. Am oh, I the Bleephole? Hmm. He said he's upset because his family members are pushing back on the dress code for his wedding next month. Oh. Well, what's says, the dress code? Business uh, casual? Semi-formal? I don't know. White tie. No unnaturally dyed hair, no visible tattoos, and no piercings. He says, we've been clear from the beginning that this is going to be a white tie event. The dress code will be fully enforced. So after a bunch of people started commenting on the post and concluded that, yes, in fact, you are the bleephole in the situation, the guy added one more point. He said, quote, just so you know, everyone shouting Bridezilla is being very sexist. I am the man, and while my fiance and I agree on this issue entirely, I am the one who posted this. Got wow. that? Whoa. You know. Simmer down. Simmer down, pal. Right. Just I mean, chill. How about everybody getting married? Just chill out. Why can't it. you just be who you are and attend someone's wedding? Yeah. Is For that pictures? A, is that a crime? 
So he doesn't want in that wedding photo with the wedding party someone to have blue hair because, you know, she no, had too much wine I last don't week. think he wants anyone in attendance. In attendance, yeah. To have but blue hair. It's a lot. They just need to they just need to chill. They just need to chill. Everybody, you know, if you're if you're if you're getting married anytime soon, I would just give you this uh recommendation when it comes to the wedding itself, just dial down your own internal stress. Whatever you're feeling stressed about right now, just dial it back 3 or 4 because it's in the end matter. you just won't get. We spent so much time thinking about um what wedding favors we would we would Yeah, do. me too. And the funny thing is, it was some cheesy little tchotchke. We were kids. We were 21. Yes. I don't even remember fully what they are. I doubt anyone who came to our wedding remembers what we gave them. But we spent, I'm sure it was at least a couple of nights of going back and forth. And, well, we could do this. We could do this. And then you start getting lost in the details and you start missing. I think it's the the wedding should be a, a keep it simple approach. Celebrate with and the people you love. Nobody wants your damn favor anyway. That's right. right. I don't even want the centerpiece. Remember those? They they would do the, right. They would do these little. This is like going back many years ago. My my peeps, they'll know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. They used to give out this like um these little vases, right? Vases. Like the only if they're expensive, which they oh. weren't. Uh, like the the height of your index finger. Okay, and they'd be wrapped in this tool. And there'd be like two candy-coated almonds inside. Oh. Ain't nobody want that. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I get it. I had it's matches, a... though, with my name on the, with our names on them. Really? I just found them recently. Yeah, it was very... Yeah. That's kind of fun and funky. Right? Because and... then everyone's going to use the matches. For something, yeah. Some for point. something. Oh, and the majority of the people that you invited to your wedding for sure were smokers. Oh, Definitely. They probably used them up by the end of the, the reception. Yeah, you're probably right. So that that's good. That's useful. Regarding the center uh, the centerpiece, look, we get it. It looks nice. It looks nice in this setting. This is great. I'm glad that I'm sharing a table with Hank and Alice. I haven't seen them in a while. It's nice <laughs> to get to know this new couple. But just because I like the look of the centerpiece doesn't mean that I want to carry it home. That's all they're doing. They're trying to get free labor, Donna. They're trying to get us to be the ones who have to haul that stuff out of there. I could not agree with you more. You keep your centerpiece, and we don't need a favor. <laughs> okay? If anything, why don't you give us a rebate on the gift we give you? Can right? we get $20 back? Because I feel like I stretched it to 100 and I don't think I needed to. Here is a good favor, if you ask me. Okay. Buy a whole bunch of lottery tickets or scratch-offs. Oh, oh that could get so messy, Donna. Yeah, it's like, hey, that was my seat. That was my seat. And that's where I was. I searched at the last. Oh, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. Why? You just put it under their name, their place. It's in their envelope with their, yes. like, oh. Yes, Steve. But then someone's going to win and you're going to be like, oh, well, I kind of gave you that ticket. Hey, so. Not my issue, right? No, you can't no, do that. No, you can't. You, can't. you just give it an... and you just forget it. You set it and forget it. Set it and forget it, Donna. Do you I, have to set it and forget it. You have to set it and forget it. Do you want to hit this do I, trolls doll? Okay, let me give you the short version. Okay. This doll has a button between her legs under a skirt, and when you press it, she—I'll let the, this parent tell you what happens. Okay. Down here is a button right here on her privates, oh, and if you push those, she makes these sounds. <laughs> 
like a gasping sound. This button, it says nothing about this button on the box. Nothing. So there's that. Whoa, that's not. Why couldn't we put that on her back? Great. Isn't that what we do with like Teddy Ruxpin? Teddy. Hmm. So here's the deal. This um, uh. this doll, um, Hasbro says nothing sexual was intended. This feature was designed to react when the doll was seated, but we recognize that the placement of the sensor may be perceived as inappropriate. So we're happy to provide consumers with a replacement poppy doll of similar value through their consumer care team. They're in the process of removing the item for purchase. Yeah, I'm looking at this. They for sure did not need to put that button there. Do you think somebody on the inside was like, hey, let's do this. It'll be really funny. Probably not. Probably not. But it's, you're, there's a bunch of, uh, put it on the bottom of her foot. Put right. it, I don't know, on her back, on the back of her head. I not know. There. So the, I don't know how long this has been out, but the full name of the doll is Trolls World Tour Giggle and Sing Poppy. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Bye. Okay, bye. Yeah. We need to get that off the shelves. Um, hey, when we come back, your girl Cassidy Pope has a new album out today. We'll discuss, and just who is Priscilla Block? Well, she's got the number one song on the iTunes country chart, so we'll sample what she does coming up next. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.